what's up, everybody? I'm Christian, and you are watching Ride the Fence. Today, it's just going to be me. Uh, me and Christian's schedule did not work out, so, oh, well. Um, we're definitely trying, though, and we are going to get better at um, having a set day and set time and always being, um, you know, reliable. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about today is Allison Gallus, who um, maybe I'm pronouncing that name incorrectly, but uh, she is the executive VP and chief marketing officer of CNN. And uh, there is a man named Jeff Zucker. And uh, Jeff Zucker is pretty much the head or was the head of CNN. Um, he <clears throat> was the president of CNN worldwide all the way up until just the other day when he resigned because he was sleeping with uh, Miss Gallus to you know, was, which is a, is a, it's a pretty big, con it's a pretty big conflict of interest. I would say, you know, to be having a relationship with somebody, uh, who is also that high up in the company. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're all human, so I do get it, but it, this is, this is definitely more than that. I don't think this is a situation where we should be giving, um, the, the uh, president of CNN worldwide the benefit of the doubt. I mean, this is CNN we're talking about. Um, but when this was first brought up, um, it was brought up by what's that guy's name who does the uh, the show Reliable Sources, which is ironic. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I want to make sure that I, you know, put this in here correctly in the episode. Um, Brian Stelter. That's right. I sh how could I forget? Um, but anyway, um, Brian Stelter was where I first heard the news that uh, Mr. Zucker resigned. And what he said was he gave him the benefit of the doubt all the way across the board. I mean, we were shocked. We had no idea that this was going to happen. He didn't have to do this. He only did it just to do the right thing. But I think what we have to remember is the only reason why he was ever even in the crosshairs at all is because of Chris Cuomo, who was the... You know, he hosted primetime at CNN. He was probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, attraction for more viewers and the viewership that they already did have that, you know, for the memorable, I mean, in recent memory, um, he has definitely been the probably the most po popular person on CNN. And his brother, Andrew Cuomo, was the governor of New York and actually had to um, resign because of you know allegations you know as far as harassing women and you know sexually harassing or assaulting women and um you know so his brother is literally the head host of cnn or whatever you want to call him and so they end up having to investigate him because he refused to step down he doesn't you know remove himself from his brother's affairs he actually ends up trying to help him which is reasonable. I mean, it is his brother, but it definitely shouldn't have happened while Chris Cuomo was working for CNN. Um, but they, they started investigating Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo, and then they discovered this information about Mr. Zucker, and he stepped down to avoid, you know, being in the spotlight for as long and with as much negative press as probably he would have, you know, dealt with. So, um, and another crazy thing about it is, uh, Miss uh, Gallist is, you know, she actually previously um, was a communications director for Andrew Cuomo. So this actually goes a lot further. And this is something that even though it has been mentioned in, uh, you know, 
mainstream news outlets, you know, even though they have mentioned it, it's not what they're, you know, focusing all their attention on and bringing a lot of, you know, bringing a lot of, uh, of heat to, you know, it's, it's just something that they want to be kind of a footnote that we don't really think about a lot. And I think it's kind of obvious why. Um, but I wanted to talk about that because I think that's kind of why, you know, podcasts such as mine, such as Ride the Fence here um, exist. It's because most of us do not really trust these talking heads at major news outlets that are getting paid millions of dollars, you know, in most cases um, by, you know, a lot of the very billionaires that they, you know, talk trash about um, on their shows. And uh, so I think it's just, we know that it's fake. We know that it is, it's all an act. And so we all kind of want to move away from that and hear what other people have to say, listen to other narratives rather than the corporate narrative. And um, so this might be kind of like a step in the, in the right direction overall, um, you know, seeing CNN implode like this. Uh, another thing that uh, occurred just the other day um, on the show The View, um, ABC actually ended up having to suspend Whoopi Goldberg because she went on some sort of tangent um, about the Holocaust and you know, during this tangent said that the Holocaust was not about race and just pretty much ignored the fact that, uh, you know, the Aryan race um, and, you know, the idea that one particular man and his army um, was responsible for pretty much exterminating all Jews. I mean, six or seven million Jews, not all of them, but a, a huge portion of them in an attempt to purify um humankind or whatever so i mean the, i would say that that's definitely race related um although there was probably a little bit of truth and and you know what she was saying about how you know it, it this is about just humans not being humane to other humans and stuff like that i mean sure but this is also definitely race related i just don't know what would inspire somebody to take an opportunity on such a liberal network like that i guess to say that um to their audience and it seems like without really thinking about it at all. Um, something else that is going on, of course, as we all know, is this sort of impending doom feeling that we're all getting because of uh, our tension with Ukraine right now. Basically, Russia, uh, from reports that we're being, you know, informed about, they have surrounded the Ukraine. They have placed forces right on the on the borders, not actually doing anything, not doing anything, but um, but of course making people sweat. And so our government has stepped forward and said, "Hey, um, if you guys make any sort of move, this will be a war. This will be a war in Europe for real." Um, and you know, we're not going to. There was a clip I saw of uh, Mr. Blinken saying that very thing you know like we that we will attack swiftly and it will be really it will be a big attack um so you know and uh, even uh, president volodymyr i think is how you say it um uh, mr Zelensky of ukraine he actually warned as well that um you know any military confrontation between the Ukraine and Russia will amount to a full-scale war. Those were his words, a full-scale war. Um, <clears throat> we've also, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, I think, and 
as of this moment, they say that there's about over 100,000 uh, soldiers, Russian soldiers, on the border of the Ukraine. So if that you know puts it into perspective for you at all, if you were wondering you know why would there be this sort of tension and talk of another war, I mean, that is a lot of... That's a lot of firepower just like right there on the edge, just waiting. And I don't think anyone can blame somebody for being a little bit concerned about that. But I do I do believe that this fits a much greater narrative, probably also is more related than anything else to the reelection prospects of people like Joe Biden, who it seems like they um, they sort of they rely on us going to war in order to maintain their um, their seat because why else would anybody reelect them? I mean, honestly, I don't think us going to war would be a good reason to reelect them in the first place, but if it was, um, I don't know. Well, what we do know is that George Bush in the past, 9-11, happened after he was elected once in 2000, and there was a lot of discrepancy with the election. A lot of people were concerned. They were worried that somehow maybe this election was stolen, it was rigged in some way, and they were you know, fearful that maybe Bush had stolen the election from Al Gore. So um, once Bush, once everyone came to the conclusion or just accepted the fact, or however you want to word it, that George Bush won and was the president, uh, there was a lot of sour feelings. A lot of people were still, well, I don't know if, uh, you know, if Bush is actually the president or yada, yada, yada. It's very similar to now, but I think probably not nearly as ramped up as it is now. But then, of course, a year later, you know, really low approval ratings, not doing very well, um, re-election prospects looking a little grim, and then bam, 9-11 happened. Bam, you know, we got to go find these weapons of mass destruction. And eventually, you know, he did well enough with the public, I guess, probably to in order to, you know, win re-election. I think the idea is if everyone can be united, um, if everyone is united under, you know, we're Americans, you know, we are, this is America, which is something that Joe Biden loves to say. He loves to talk about how he's trying to bring us together, not tear us apart. Uh, I think what we know is that that's not actually like his, his plan up to this point hasn't been working, but hey, maybe you throw war in there. Maybe he ends up winning. I don't know. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, the U.S. Army um, has began um, has begun discharging um, anybody who refuses the COVID vaccine. I don't know too much more about this. Um, I never did ended up looking into it in great detail, um, but. I am wondering if it is an, is, is an honorable discharge. Is it a dishonorable discharge? If you know, just let me know in the comments. Just leave a comment, uh, whether you're watching us on Facebook, if you're watching us on YouTube, wherever it is, uh, please leave us a comment. Let us know. I'll look into it later if I don't hear from any of you guys about it. Uh, while I am on that topic, uh, I just want to say wherever you're at, please click that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, click subscribe and then click that little bell and then click all so you actually get notified when the new video comes out. Um, if you are listening to us um, on Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcast, uh, please click that subscribe button, click the follow button, uh, whatever the button says, and um, and also if you wouldn't mind, click that five-star button. Uh, now Spotify has the option to rate podcast, and we would greatly appreciate it if you would give us a five-star rating. It would probably do a lot to help 
us to get more um, viewership. Um, so, again, thank you to everybody who's already subscribed. Thank you to everybody watching, watching or listening to this right now. And uh, thanks in advance for helping me out with that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, so Fox is reporting that Trump, as of this moment, has over $150 million um, at his disposal um, for any future runs for president. We also know that not too long ago, Candace Owens sort of kind of hinted, uh, at least on Facebook, but I'm sure it was on Twitter and Instagram as well, that you know we haven't seen the last of Trump. And then, of course, um, it, Trump continues to pull far, far higher than Ron DeSantis in everywhere that... Um, you know, that we're aware of at this moment. Of course, there is a lot of time for change. And I believe with all my heart that if Trump doesn't run again, that Ron DeSantis will kind of be the de facto um, nominee for the Republican Party. But I guess we'll see. Um, Trump has, in my understanding, um, said that he's willing to run with DeSantis. I would not be surprised if that happened. At first, I was a little concerned. I was like, yeah, I don't think that that's possible. Uh, because Trump is a little bit too egotistical to allow someone else with such a big ego and such a reputation to run behind him. But honestly, I could see it happening. I mean, it, you know it's not going to be Pence. You know that Trump is not going to run with Pence again. And so is he going to check some sort of card like woman or minority or woman minority like, they, like the Democrats did with Kamala Harris? Or is he just going to get a new running mate that people um, are fired up about. It could very well be $150 million plus a running mate like Ron DeSantis. So I guess we will see. Um, and I think I have a little bit more here. Here's something that I thought was funny. This was posted by Sagar, and I saw it on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> and I just wanted to bring it up just to give everybody an opportunity to laugh. The mayor of L.A., uh, his name is Garcetti. Um, he, he said that, so he took a picture the other day with Magic Johnson and uh, he and Magic Johnson, and I believe that's Magic Johnson, maybe it's his wife. Um, I'm not sure who that is, honestly. But they're all smiling and they're taking a picture. I guess he was confronted at some point being, uh, you know, the mayor of L.A. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty uh, Democrat run city and um and they're very concerned about virtue signaling especially concerned about masks and things of that nature so i'm sure that at some point he was you know they said why weren't you in a you know why were you not wearing a mask at all times including why you're in your own bathroom at your own house with the door closed taking a shit and so his response was well i was actually holding my breath for this photo with magic johnson and i just laughed probably a lot harder than i should have when i saw that so i just felt like you know, screw it. I'm going to share it with everybody. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we get out of here and wow, 16 minutes. Okay. I, I would, I think we've made pretty good time considering it's a, it's a one man show here today. Um, as I saw this video and it was, this was five minutes of the video. Um, so perhaps I should go back and look for more context, but five minutes, that is a lot of context. Um, so there's a guy named D Ned price. He works, uh, for the federal government. He is the uh, spokesperson of the State Department right now. Uh, he is famous in the past for actually stepping down from the CIA during the time that Donald Trump was president because he did not feel comfortable. Uh, this is what he said. He didn't feel comfortable working under a Trump administration. Um, he wrote books. Uh, let me look him up real quick because there was, <clears throat> there was a book that... 
he wrote, and I think it was about the Obama administration. So yeah, I mean, this is just a little quick overview, I guess, from Wikipedia for anybody who's interested. Edward Ned Price is an American political advisor and former intelligence officer serving as spokesman for the United States Department of State since 2021. He worked at the CIA from 2006 until 2017. So um, anyway, he is working under um, Mr. Blinken and... You know, in his life, he has done, uh, he's obviously been very, very involved with the sort of deep state, as Trump likes to call it. Um, <clears throat> so, in his, I'm going to read this little uh, bit here. Later in his CIA career, he was loaned to the National Security Council, serving as its spokesperson and as a special assistant to President Barack Obama. Price discusses his experience working under President Obama in the 2018 book, West Wingers, Stories from the Dream Chasers, Changemakers, and Hope Creators Inside the Obama White House. So that's what I was getting to, was he wrote this book. It's a very, you you can tell just by reading about him for just a moment that he's like one of the, one of the most cringeworthy people that you could possibly imagine, and very much a vote blue no matter who establishment Democrat, um, probably in the pocket of most of these politicians, uh, such as Joe Biden and others who love to side with Republicans at, at all the worst times. Um, not that I like Democrats, I don't, and they're awful. I just want to make that clear. For anybody watching who's like, why are you sitting there jabbing Republicans? Look, I'm going to jab all of you guys. The show is literally called Ride the Fence. What did you expect? Um, but he, you know, he wrote uh, an op-ed at one point in the Washington Post about why it is that he decided that he didn't want to be involved in a Trump administration. So, you know, we know him to be a very politically, like he definitely has an opinion. Um, but at this point, he is, again, the spokesperson of the State Department, and he was being questioned just the other day um, by, let's see who it was, someone who works for, I believe, the Associated Press. Uh, okay, well, that's a, quite a mouthful there. Um, so you said actions such as these suggest otherwise, suggest meaning they, they suggest they're not interested in talks and they're going to go ahead with some kind of a... What action are you talking about? One, the actions I've just pointed to. Uh, the what fact, action? What? The, the fact that Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation well, uh, campaigns. You've know, you made an allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, what we know, Matt, is what we what I have just said that they have engaged in this activity, well, uh, in this planning well, activity. But, activity. But let me let me because because obviously this is not this is not the first time we've made. Uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few well, weeks I, ago. I'm sorry, you, made, made, made what report public? If you and, let me finish, I will okay. tell you what report we made okay. public. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has already well, taken. It's an action that you say that they have taken, but you have shown no evidence to, 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 to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they play? I mean, this is like crisis actors, really? This is like Alex Jones territory you're getting into now. Um, what evidence do you have to support the idea that there is some propaganda film in the, in, in the making 
Matt, this is derived uh, from information known to the U.S. government, intelligence information that we have declassified. I think you well, know. Okay, well, where, where is it? Where, where is this information? It is intelligence information that we have declassified. Well, where is it? Where is the declassified information? I just delivered it. No, you made a series of allegations and would statements. You, would you like us to print it out the topper? Because you will see a trans... Ned Price continues to kind of skate around the question. He's basically saying that the government doesn't actually have to let you know what it is that they are doing um, or how they got any information or whether or not they have sources or anything like that. They are the arbiter of truth. They are the sole source of factual information when they say it that is all you need to know you don't need to actually know anything else about them now i understand the concept that okay they are you know working behind the scenes they don't want to expose themselves if they show how they know something or they prove any provide any evidence then in the future whatever method it is that they use in order to get that evidence this time it may no longer be a viable option because the people that they got that information from um, will now know exactly what it is that they did. And so I get that. But what he gave was actually no information. Like there, there has to be a way to provide some sort of information prior to the possibility of full-scale war um, that we can take without giving ourselves away to other countries as far as how we got any kind of information. So you can see both sides of it. I, of course, take the side of the reporter. I don't know this reporter. He may be awful. He may be the worst reporter who ever lived. I have no clue. But what I do know is that Mr. Price did not provide us really any of evidence of the questions that he was being asked, even though it did seem like a little standoffish on both sides. Um, the questions that, you know, he refused to answer, they're, they, they're enough to make anybody wonder um, how true the message itself is that he's giving. Um, but that's, that's kind of where we are as a nation right now. We're in a place where the government is kind of stepping in and saying we are the ultimate authority on all things. We will determine whether or not a vaccine that doesn't, as far as we know at this point, actually prevent transmission we have decided that if you don't get that, you are actually hurting physically. You are attacking your neighbor. Um, and if you don't trust the government when they say that, then fuck you. Um, if you don't trust the government when they decide that what X, Y, or Z person is saying is... If you take the word of someone over the government or an entity that is funded or run by or supported by in some way the government, then the government has a problem with that and they would like to step in and prevent you from being able to even hear those views. And I think that these large corporations, you know, they may not be the exact same thing as the government itself, but um, – there is a reason why I use them pretty much interchangeably, and it's because these large corporations, they're, they're in the pocket of the government. I mean, if they weren't, then why, how else would they be able to get out of paying taxes, like at all, in some cases, or in many cases, getting a refund when they already made hundreds of millions of dollars, or maybe even billions of dollars? I mean, why is it that they're in these situations? Why have these tax codes not been repaired? It's because they're owned by these people, you know? And so... 
I don't know. I, I, I think that as a country, we are taking steps in the correct direction when we question all of this, when we question the spokesperson of the State Department, when we question um, someone who wants to pull a comedian off of air because he asks people questions about stuff that others consider to be a sensitive topic and somehow the source of disinformation. I mean, when we're in that sort of little area um, as a country, I think it. I think it's great that we are actually starting to question all of this. Like, why are we going to war? Why are you trying to force us to do X, Y, and Z? You know. But anyway, um, thanks again, everybody who was able to watch this. Sorry about the little shiftiness with uh, that little clip, um, the Ned Price clip. I um, I'm going to get that edited, and it'll be pretty cleaned out. You know, and it'll it'll be a smooth transition here on the show for anybody who watches this later on. Of course. It takes it about a day for this stuff to process on YouTube, so it may take me a few hours to get it done, but I will get it done, and it will look nice. Um, I appreciate you all for watching and tuning in, listening to the show today, and we will see you.